You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to today's uh, podcast episode. Ecstatic to dive into a really cool question that was given to me by a friend of mine. This is episode 94, and we'll be answering the question, are there spiritual gifts that are available to Christians today? that are not explicitly mentioned in the scripture. Back in episode 88, I gave a a list of all of the spiritual gifts that I could find in the New Testament. I tried to give kind of an exhaustive uh, list of spiritual gifts. Uh, But it's been asked of me, are there spiritual gifts not mentioned in the Bible? This was actually given to me from a friend of mine named Matt, and he really kind of explained it in in a way that really brought up a great point. And so I want to dive into that. Let me start off right off the bat by saying I believe that the Bible ought to be the primary source uh, from which we gather information to develop our doctrine, our theology. Like when we're building what we believe, when we're building our doctrine, our theology, the scripture needs to be the greatest governor. Now, with that stated, it doesn't mean that we ignore things around us that we observe and we learn. But we, we simply have to always observe those things in light of what the scripture tells us. And if there's a conflict, the scripture has the authority over anything we observe in this life. The reason why I start off by saying that is because this question is often asked based upon something that is observed within our modern church context, right? We walk into church and we see someone who is good at something, like right? They seemingly are supernaturally gifted in a particular area. But that particular thing they're really good at isn't necessarily labeled in the Bible. It's not explicitly mentioned as a spiritual gift. So then this is what we do. We look around and we say, this person is good at this thing. It seems like a spiritual gift, but but it's not mentioned in the Bible. Therefore, there must be spiritual gifts not mentioned in the Bible. You see what we do there? We see how we begin to develop our doctrine or theology based on what we observe. And in my opinion, I think sometimes if we build our doctrine and theology based on what we observe, I think that may potentially get us into trouble in some areas. Now, that doesn't mean that we ignore the fact that we do observe things all around us, right? And there are many, many cases where we can walk into our church or be a part of a local church and we can see someone that is seemingly supernaturally gifted in a particular area, but we don't necessarily see that exact thing mentioned in the scripture in the list of spiritual gifts. There are several examples of this, but I think the example that is that is most obvious, and my friend Matt actually meant mentioned this example to me, is worship leading. Like in our contemporary context, we have typically have a worship leader, right? Someone who every Sunday morning leads us, leads the congregation in corporate singing throughout the worship service, singing to God. And many of us have been in those moments where the person leading us is someone that clearly has some sort of supernatural ability, just they have a knack or they have something about them that causes the congregation to to kind of enter into a more intimate and more dynamic moment where they experience the presence of God in maybe a more tangible way or more a more vibrant or more dynamic way than typically, right? We just know that person just has an ability that's just unique. So is that a spiritual gift? Well, 
I think this is a great question because the Bible doesn't talk about the spiritual gift of worship leading. So the question is, are there things not listed in the Bible that can also fall in a category of a spiritual gift? I, I think where I'm falling as I've been studying this is that maybe every gift, every spiritual gift that's available to any Christian is listed in the Bible, but not as explicitly it's more in a category. So maybe worship leading really is a spiritual gift, but maybe it falls into one of the other categories. For example, maybe uh, the worship leader actually has the gift of exhortation, and therefore they know how to exhort or encourage people to enter into a, you know, a deeper form of worship when they're, when they're singing to God. Maybe it falls into the category of prophecy, right? Maybe it's a form of prophecy that maybe is slightly different. Or maybe that person has a spiritual gift of leadership, and that's why they they are able to effectively lead the congregation in that moment. Or maybe that person has a spiritual gift of pastoring, and they're able to shepherd people into a, a deeper intimacy with the Lord in that moment. You know, I don't know for sure. I'm just I'm just giving some ideas. But here's what we do is is that we then see someone that we think have a spiritual gift. And we begin to kind of force them into a particular mold. Like, like maybe someone has a spiritual gift of being a great worship leader or seems to be a spiritual gift because of the fact they have the spiritual gift of leadership or exhortation. But then what we do is we say, well, being a worship leader is a pastoral role. And if you feel like you want to be a worship leader, then you must also be a worship pastor. Like you see how we make that jump? And what we, we might be doing is we might be some taking someone who could be really good at being a worship leader because they have specific spiritual gifts and now we're forcing upon them a role that they may or may not be spiritually gifted for. Now, maybe sometimes that person has this ability to be a great worship leader and they have the ability to be a great pastor because they are spiritually gifted for that. Like Maybe it does happen where, where there's one person with both of those, but I think maybe it's wrong to assume that just because someone has an ability to be a great worship leader, that they're automatically a pastor. Now, there's no doubt, I think there are several areas where maybe in contemporary local churches, we, we do these. You may kind of take these big jumps. I'm using the worship leader example just because that's the one that my friend Matt mentioned to me. And I think it's a, it's a really good example. But again, I don't think it's isolated just to that. I think maybe we're guilty of this in a variety of areas within the grand, you know, within the grand scheme of the, of the contemporary church. The other thing I think that comes into play is understanding there's a difference between our natural talents and our spiritual gifts. Like just because someone is good at something doesn't mean it's a spiritual gift. Someone could be talented in an area, but not necessarily be spiritually gifted in that area. And I think sometimes that's where we go wrong in the church. We see someone who's talented or good at something, and we automatically assume they have a spiritual gift, and we start to thrust upon that person all sorts of expectations that may or may not be fair. Now, other times we discover that someone has a natural talent and when it's coupled with a specific spiritual gift, it ends up amplifying both the natural talent and the spiritual gift in an incredibly dynamic manner. Let's say someone does have the natural talent to be an artist, specifically a musical artist, right? And they have the spiritual gift of exhortation. Well, you combine those and maybe you end up with an incredibly anointed worship leader. Or maybe that person has the gift of, of pastoring or the gift of prophecy. Maybe they have some spiritual gifts that when it's combined with their natural musical talent, it puts them in a place where they are really good at leading the congregation in worship, right? And this is not just for worshiping. This could be this could go for a whole bunch of different spiritual gifts. Like maybe there are people that have a natural talent 
or a natural knack in one area and they have a spiritual gift and when they combined they end they end up making this person really great in this one area but what we have often done is that we begin to demand people to fall into our categories our pre-described categories so for example let's say someone has the spiritual gift of teaching but they're not necessarily called to be an elder Sometimes we see people that have the ability to teach and preach and we automatically put them into the elder pastor role and we begin to make all sorts of demands of that person. And maybe that's not what they're called to do. Maybe they're called to be a deacon, to serve the church, and to use their spiritual gift of teaching or preaching in a variety of settings, but maybe they're not called to be a pastor and elder. And what we've now done is we've taken someone's spiritual gift and we've used that to define what they should do within the church. And what we're doing in moments like that is putting people in a situation where they're guaranteed to fail, but it's not necessarily their fault. It's our fault collectively as a church because we have, in essence, shoehorned people or forced them into a role that maybe God never intended for them to step into. Maybe we need to be more cautious about assuming that just because someone feels called to do something, that means they must do something else, right? Just because someone is is feeling like called to be a worship leader doesn't mean they have to be a pastor necessarily, right? Just because someone feels called to teach doesn't mean they need to be a pastor necessarily. Or just because someone maybe has a natural talent of being organized doesn't mean they have the spiritual gift of administration. It doesn't mean they need to only serve in administrative roles within the body of Christ. So what's the bottom line? Here's my conclusion. Are there any spiritual gifts that are available to Christians today that are not listed in the scripture? The answer is no. I don't believe that there's any spiritual gifts available to Christians that are not listed in scripture. All right. So every spiritual gift that is available to a Christian today is outlined in the New Testament. However, I think we as Christians need to have a more flexible and more holistic view of the spiritual gifts and not be too narrow and how we view spiritual gifts within our modern church context. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I sure hope this has been helpful and insightful and encouraging. If you have a question about this episode or anything I said, please feel free to shoot me an email. Or if you have a question or a topic that you'd like me to address on the podcast, you can also shoot me an email. I promise I will do an episode on every topic that comes my way. It's heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at Theology for the rest of us.com. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. Mm-hmm.